welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Ah, welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. How are you doing? I am wet. Wet. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, I am physically. Oh, this is not going to mm-hmm. sound good anyway. Mm-hmm. It is raining. Go on. Do go on. It's yes. raining here. Let's clarify. It's raining. And it I'm is wet. raining. Um, My feet are soaked. Yeah, mine are a little wet too. I chose the wrong day to wear the canvas uh, shoes. We're having weather uh, here in San Diego, which I am not paying exorbitant uh, taxes and um, housing monies to have this. Mm-hmm rain pouring down <laughs> no i am not paying it either actually i love it i i do i i really enjoy all the rain and we got lightning and thunder i mean it was it's intense out there listener but listener, i just wish i had been home watching it. exactly uh and not like braving it yeah listener if you listen closely you can hear the rain you can hear the rain well now you can hear the the heater but you can hear the rain yeah we got a heater going on we got the rain we got like rachel maddow mumbling about something in the next room i know so. you are you gonna have a fire because i could stay for a fire a fire yeah don't you have a fireplace oh we do but we've never used it oh okay well yeah because yeah, it's california why would you need a fire yeah well and it's also in a weird place because i think that they redesigned the house so they added the, i'm not sure that this is the original floor plan the way that it's set up now mm-hmm. so they like gutted it and rebuilt it so the fireplace is in the dining room which i think used to be like a living room okay maybe okay uh, or something or I, they were beetlejuice fans Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we switched. I feel like the room we use as the living room may have been the dining room, intended to be the dining room, which oh, is why I see. It's ser- you know, you, mm-hmm. the counter's there to serve, and then the um, living room is, like, sunken in, like you step down into oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't like that arrangement, and I, li- I like how we have it set yeah, up. Yeah, so. the way you have it is much better. Cause yeah, it's, it just makes more sense for the space. Yeah, why would you put the living room so far away from the bedrooms? We have like ex- we have now actively described your entire house, and right. now someone's gonna come in. Yeah, that's they're cool. gonna they're going to when a stranger calls you. Right. Cool. Um, I've, that's never happened. So, uh, but yeah, so we do have the it's a gas uh, fireplace. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Don't so explode. the cats like to go in and out of it and stuff, but you know that's about all the use it gets. You know. So. Okay. But yeah, so no, no fire. But uh, yeah, the rain. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, watching it come down but yeah i did not like being out in it and then my fucking umbrella wouldn't open oh no. i'm like shaking it while i'm getting wet i'm like what the hell's going on uh so and it's a great umbrella it's this big giant black and gray beautiful like golf kind of umbrella so it's huge mm-hmm. it's very cinematic to stand out in the rain in it but it wouldn't it wouldn't open when i got out of the car so as got, someone like, drives away wet. yeah exactly so i got soaking wet <laughs> when i was trying to actually come in the house so whatever Anyways. I know, and I we arrived at the same time, and I I know I saw you walking up. I was like, oh, and I, I was like, Joe. oh, here, let me let me um let me uh president you and just you know get the uh get the umbrella. And I was like, oh, your umbrella is bigger, and I then know. I left, and then it wouldn't open, <laughs> and then it wouldn't open. Yeah, I was very mad, but anyway, so and it's like windy, and our new door is a mess, and it's just it's just a mess. I was a mess getting in. So, anyways, um. And now I'm like, I have my rice that I'm eating for dinner. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, Joshua, I'm sorry. We have to. Well, you know, this one, I, 
this will be just a fun it'll be a fun episode about the witch yeah which there's a storm the in the witch so yeah this is perfect this is great texture great atmosphere you are not paying for any of this production quality listener right, exactly it's all free uh anyway so how have you been otherwise uh, I've been good, you know, the holidays are upon us, and uh, yeah, I'm in charge of the Secret Santa at, um, at work? No, at, uh, for the family, so oh, okay. we're in charge of the Secret Santa for the family, so. See, that's gotta be nice in a big family, um, which I'm assuming, do you have a big family? I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I don't know well, I mean, like, I mean, I don't think my family's big, but like, because it was the guys at Thanksgiving, we had like 25 people. But I mean, to some people, that's, I know, to some people, that's that seems big. like a lot to me. Yeah. I mean, so all 25 of those people participate in the sand. Good evening, dear listener. Um, if you are wondering why all of a sudden there was silence when we were recording, it's because, as we mentioned, it is dark and stormy here in Southern California, and all of a sudden there was a flash of lightning, and then the, we lost power. Power was lost. Um, it was at that moment that Joshua killed us all. <laughs> um, I've also never seen someone so excited that the power went off. <laughs> Because Joshua, like, ran out the room and started lighting candles, and it's like he was ready to invoke the spirit. Yes, call the corners. <laughs> so um, we'll put this, hopefully we'll get it back on soon, but if not, um, that's why there's a bunch of silence just now. Uh, Joshua, do you have anything to say to our listener? Uh, no, no uh, I'm trying to light candles. This is uh, awful. <laughs> we were, like, getting it ready to get into the flow. I mean, this isn't new for me because I'm from an island where occasionally a tree snake will get into the power lines and you'll lose electricity for a week. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, to be determined, the future of this episode. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hi. So we're back. Uh, we survived. We did. We did survive. The power did return. <laughs> yes oh my gosh ours is the power yes ah oh, man yeah it came on like four or five hours later i know i, I know. Wh- what did we do in the meantime you lit candles you played guitar i you read did. tarot you did you read jeffrey some kind of tarot some nonsense tarot um yeah i uh you know it's so funny because the, our house is designed to be dark you know, yes. we have all the black blinds. <laughs> yes, it's it's really unsettling. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as the lights went out, it got, like, black in here. Like, you couldn't see anything. So that's why it's like I had to quickly, like, do that. I don't know how many times I stubbed my toe. Oh, my like, God. I yeah, bet. I hurt my toe. I was bleeding because I kept oh, banging no. it on stuff, like, trying to navigate the house. Yes, this. I'm like, wow, it's really dark in here. <laughs> this house is designed to be, like, a morgue. Yeah, so, so you know, we have all the... Our, lines and shit so anyway so yeah that's why i was like okay i have to light some candles or we're gonna like injure injure ourselves anyways yeah that was uh fun um <laughs> yes i like what are you talking about a snake in the line yeah, yeah so is this um, something that happened is that a story well that's that's that, that's like the life of guam so back in the 40s um the this particular species of snake brown tree snake um is an invasive species that like got to Guam via like a cargo ship somehow stowed away or whatever. And then 
what ended up happening was the snake had no um no natural like predators so it like almost entirely wiped out like all the birds on the island like or at least you know most of the birds and then um the snake would also occasionally the snakes get into power lines and then like power will go off for like wow. a little bit and that was like you know at any there there would be one there'd be sometimes uh on um growing up where you know you'd be watching like a movie or something and all of a sudden boom, and then you're in the dark and you know like what happened to us we're exactly mid sense talking about family secret santa and, and then here we are no power it, it, this has this is definitely the most exciting episode of Fright School to date. Right. Um, <laughs> Flash inter- floods and power outage. Yeah, and then like I I left here because like I waited for a little bit and I was like, okay, well I I'll probably just go and then I'll come back. And I left here and then I went to a friend's house and um, I was driving down Adams. If you know, for people who know San Diego, driving down Adams toward University Heights, and it was like pitch black it was like streams like a oh, like yeah. river like there you there was no other place that was like pitch black like it was here but it was like like rapids almost yeah i saw when uh the next morning there were rocks all over the roads. yeah and, yeah yeah scary so anyways well um so we were discussing Secret Santa stuff, but I don't remember really what we were talking about because that was now a little bit ago. So uh, <laughs> exactly, this is this is many days later. <laughs> yeah, a few days later. So um, let's instead uh, talk about the train wreck that was the RuPaul Hollisleys spectacular. I thought I'd bring this up. <laughs> Because I actually got to watch it. I um, haven't seen it yet. You haven't watched it? I haven't it? watched it yet. Oh, man. I, I should have asked you before. Oh, okay. it's okay. Oh, I mean, you shoot. can... St- I mean, come I on. I was, like, so ready to, like, is go gonna... on, like, a derail with you I mean, with is it I is it really going to... Uh, no, I'm not ready, you know. See, I It was to... ridiculous. It was just an hour-long infomercial for RuPaul's new Christmas record. Oh, That's God. really what it was. It was nonsense. RuPaul's new... Oh, God. So that means that RuPaul now has three Christmas records. Yeah, and we didn't ask for any of them. <laughs> Nobody's asked. We certainly didn't ask for the first one. <laughs> we definitely didn't ask for the second yeah. one. And no one wants this third one. Somebody so... needs to give that girl... A few hours on QVC. You yes. know what I mean? And just, you know, move on with life. That's all. That's all. Yeah. You know? That's what RuPaul's Drag Race is all about. It's just 12 episodes of buy my latest fill Something. in the blank. Yeah. You know? Um, I posted that on Facebook and then I thought, oh, gosh, that's kind of negative. Like, you know, and I am really trying not to yuck people's yum um, as we <laughs> as we've just <laughs> talked in the past, you know, for the for everybody who was holla slaying and hallelooing it, um, you know, so I took it off. And then the next day, all the articles were like, so it was just like a ho ho info Marshall. Oh, see, and or you- something that was the one of the headlines. Um, he's gonna unplug everything. Yeah, you know? I know this little this little kitty is. Yeah, he's bad. That's kitty. why I call them my little gremlins. They get into everything. They shredded this bookmark over here. One of the my nice books that has a lovely silk bookmark. They yeah. have shredded it. Little jerk faces. And yes. I found some bracelets and rings on the floor in here earlier. So yeah, now I know where everything's with going. You. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it was just, it was really like basically them like lip syncing to all these new Christmas. RuPaul Christmas songs? Yeah, RuPaul Christmas songs. No, maybe I don't want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, 
you know, if you did drugs, I'd say, you know. I know, right? <laughs> if I drank and did drugs. <laughs> like, if you just wanted to, like, laugh your ass off and be stoned, maybe it'd be kind of good. Should you know? we? Can You can spoil it for me. Who won? Um, no, I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll I'll, I'll wait. Because, I mean, after this, we'll probably watch it. So. Right. Um, That's the most horrifying thing of all. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that reminds me of horrifying experiences. Actually, it wasn't that horrifying, but I thought it'd be fun. I... Um, <laughs> Famous I, last words. Right? I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> I watched that Dumplin' on Netflix. Oh, was it good? With Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of figured you would because you... I'm, I love Dolly Parton. You love Dolly Parton. Yeah, like, yeah. Joshua stands a diva, you know? Yeah, so... so well, and just a great, you know, a good musician. Great musician. I yeah. Mean, I, Dolly Parton's very prolific. And um, especially, again, like growing up, the you know, the way I did and my grandmother coming from Appalachia, like Dolly Parton was kind of a hero for a lot of people. Like she made it out and made yeah. good and wrote lots of good music that yeah. people enjoyed. Uh, you know, so I've, I've always had like a, a soft spot for Dolly Parton. And um, I didn't even really know <laughs> about the movie. I happened, I was uh, flicking through the channels and it was like Dolly and Friends, the making of a soundtrack or something. And I was oh. like, what the hell's this? So I stopped and I watched the whole thing because I'm, I'm a sucker for documentaries, uh, especially music documentaries. Or actually, I should reframe that. I'm a sucker for music documentaries. Yeah, not I was just any say. old documentary. <laughs> if it's not serial killers or music, then I'm or drag know, queens, right? Or drag queens. I'm probably not going to watch it. But um, you know, so and Linda Perry, who was from yeah. you know Four Non Blondes, mm-hmm. and uh, has done incredible work with like Christina Aguilera and uh, Pink and uh, all kinds of other people. She's a fantastic producer, fantastic writer, and singer. Uh, had produced the soundtrack to this Dumplin' movie with her, and they mm-hmm. had El King and Mavis fucking Staples and Allison Krauss and Miranda Lambert, I think, and yeah, some, some big names, Macy Gray. <laughs> so I was like in for like watching Dolly Parton sing with all these people, and so I was like, ah, what is this movie? Like, I'm gonna have to look it up. And then like yesterday, I was just like, you know, uh, we got up early, we we're futzing around the house doing laundry and stuff, and then Jeffrey was like, well, I'm gonna go take a nap. Uh, which means he's going to go and fiddle with his iPad for two hours while laying in bed and maybe sleep for five minutes. <laughs> so I was like, well, I, he's not going to want to watch this probably, so I'm going to watch it. And it was cute. I mean, it was it was very imperfect. Yeah. You know? No one dies or gets decapitated. But... No, well, that's not true. Somebody does die, but um, you know that right now. It's not like horrific okay. you know, in that sense. I mean, it's horrifying for this poor girl whose you know, whole life is in this woman. Uh, <laughs> but I... Um, I, you know, it was cute. It was very imperfect. And I'm still not sure that it had a great message about like body positivity because it's like, you know, let's just pretend like these girls aren't heavy. You know what I mean? Like it was very awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, not, yeah, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not really sure. But, you know, Jennifer Aniston does a good job not playing like the typical kind of pageant. I mean, she is, but she's not. Um, and even though like, you know, again, we've talked about this on the podcast, like I'm, I'm not a woman. I have no idea what it's like to walk through the world as a woman and certainly not as a plus size woman in the, in the Mm -hmm. cruel uh, landscape that this is to, you know, navigate for people who don't fit, you know, the parameters um, of, of social beauty standards. Mm -hmm. I do know what it's like to be a misfit and to find a lot of uh, salvation or not salvation, but um, sense of self through music and through particular musicians. So that really resonated. And there were parts of the, of the movie that I was like, Oh, this is really cute. You know? And I remember feeling like that and, you know, having a song for everything, you yes. know, and not just one, any one particular artist actually, but um, I, I did, I appreciated that for it, but I just thought that was, you know, 
a total random movie I watched that you would find interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're you are ahead. Like, are you? Are have we switched places? Are you watching right. the movies that I watch, I know, and I'm right? watching the movies that you're watching? I've already seen all the new Gilmore's Girls. Oh! Not kidding. <laughs> I don't even say it right. What is Gilmore Girls? The or Gilmore, Gilmore's? No, Gilmore. The Gilmore's, Gilmore's Girl. Girl. Yes. <laughs> you're you're watching Gilmore's Girl. <laughs> Uh, which does not sound as feminist <laughs> as uh, the actual show. Yeah, I'm behind on all of the stuff that like is uh, quote unquote made for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm behind on the RuPaul. I'm behind um, this weekend. The second season of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel came out. I'm behind on that. I'm behind on. I'm behind because I thought the second season already came out. No. So I'm so happy to know I'm not that far behind. For no, some reason, I was thinking it was the third season. So I thought I was really behind. Did that just come really late? So what happened was there was a lot of buzz right away because the way Amazon works is that they'll release pilots and then they'll have people like vote on like what pilots get made into full features. And so it was 2000, like I forget what it was, but it was like 2017 in the spring they dropped the pilot for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but then they didn't release the full season until later that year. Right. Later that year. So, no, I get that. But so, why the second? It seems like it's so late to wait for the second. Because I watched the whole first season. Like, oh, yeah. I was sick. I had a day off. And I was like, well, this looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And I watched the whole show. I watched, like, every episode. I just lit. Because it was only, like, eight or ten episodes or something. Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. It's yeah. So, so I just, like, powered through, watched the whole thing. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe I just watched it and it seems like it was a really long time ago when it really wasn't. Because it's like you're, because when you binge it, you're done with it in a weekend. But yeah. then you have to wait, like, an entire year instead of like spreading it out like you know make it seem well, longer well good that'll give me something to do while I'm convalescing from my uh, yes from my wisdom teeth when Jeff, uh, when Jeffrey's prayers get answered and you can't speak for right. a number of days <laughs> <laughs> shut up uh, <laughs> alright so anyway so yeah the Dumplin movie was yeah whatever anyways I just I we love Dolly that. Parton. Right. I, th- I just thought I would share that with you. I thought you'd get a <laughs> kick out of, like, just imagining you, me watching, like, a Jennifer Aniston movie. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. That un, 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 unlike provoked, unsolicited, yeah. you watch this Jennifer Aniston yeah, movie. Yeah, we just watched And it's it. her production company. Like, they produced that movie. She bought the rights and all that stuff. So. Well, good for her. You know, telling telling the little story, and there's drag queens in it. Little mm-hmm. Ginger Minj is in it. Yes, that's right. Um, she plays a she plays a drag dolly or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't recognize any of the others. I mean, I'm sure I should, and maybe you would know some of them, but uh, Ginger definitely stood out. Mm-hmm. I, I knew who that was. Yeah, um, and Ginger can sing, like really sing. Yeah. Yeah, so very talented. Yeah. These drag queens, so talented. I know, so much talent. Uh, except on the Hollis Lace uh, Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Spectacular. 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 So, anything else to discuss with you? Any? No. Any news happening? No. No. I'm single, so if anyone wants to, you know. Mingle. Anyone wants to mingle with jingle me over the Hollis. Jingle my bells, you know. <laughs> make me a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> God, right. that was awful. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I can't. Uh, we should cut that. Uh, out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody out there would someone love listening to make some out money there off of you, Joe. <laughs> you um, make some money. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the, stroll, the Joe stroll. <laughs> the Joe stroll. Yes, I uh, stroll. You know, if you hold your cigarette like this, that means you're looking for money. Like, <laughs> right? Exactly. Just. You know, I will say that I have the like tiniest crush on. Um, the the male uh, counterpart for the Disneydos podcast. So if he's out there listening, um, hi. 
I like long walks okay. on the beach and uh, home cooked meals, foreign films and musicals, and singing to, and singing the to Lion King. The Lion King, yes. I was watching clips from that today from the Broadway production of the Lion King. Yeah. Do you like puppets? I do. I enjoy mm-hmm. puppetry. I actually really think the whole like setup of that is really brilliant. Like the way that they perform that. I was yeah. like, oh, you know that they made King Kong into a musical, right? Yeah. We talked about that years ago. Oh like, yeah. Did yeah, we? Early yeah, episodes. we did. Yeah. We did. Um, yeah. I think early, maybe even when we talked about like Dracula and stuff, um, our friend, Miss Wendy from the art time of the month podcast, shameless plug will be seeing it over the winter break well i'm really jealous of her because i would i'd love to see how they do i've seen some of the videos of Mm -hmm. the moving the puppet around i mean it's enormous yeah yeah yeah. uh and it looks really cool so hopefully it you know does well and travels and then we can see it here for sure so all righty well i guess we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back to discuss uh the witch That's why I don't have sex. It's not because of my face or my general attitude towards human beings. The thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood filling the back of a truck. That was certainly nice of me, wasn't it? Same set as Castle. Um, what? Is that really? No, but I would believe it, actually. That wouldn't shock me. I can't imagine that there's a ton of castles that Charles Band has at his disposal. <laughs> that frog is going to bang Roddy Piper. Nope, she's just one horny toad. <laughs> Justin Lund just screamed that he's a fucking walrus for so long. He keeps yelling cuckoo-cachoo and shit. It's weird. <laughs> Join me and Matt as we discuss some of the worst of horror every week on the Horror Movie Night Podcast. Listen at HMNPodcast.com. All right, and we are back to discuss the uh, 2015 film, The Witch, V-V-I-T-C-H. They, 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 they uh, stylized it. You know, yes. that's what that's called, stylized. Yes. The uh, Vitch. The Vitch. <laughs> um, that, it's so fancy. Uh, but yeah, The Witch, um, written and directed by Robert Eggers, uh, with uh, lots of people in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Actually, it only has a few. The cast is really small, which yeah. I actually really like because it's such a claustrophobic film. But um, let's uh, just, you know, let's jump in, in with uh, your your thoughts. Did you make a list as you were watching it? Um, I didn't <laughs> you make got, a, like you just whipped your phone. I just out. whipped my phone out. Like I, I wanted to make sure that I have the the right the right person in here. So yeah, the witch <laughs> was really. I thought it was really fun. Um, I mean, as fun, fun. as as fun as a you know a as fun as a film like that could be um a24 does a really good job of like i felt a lot of parallels between it and hereditary yeah um especially towards the end especially the images at the end oh yeah absolutely um it's definitely one of those atmospheric movies and it was actually i was really hoping we would continue to record in the um during the uh during the storm because there is a storm in the film and there's a storm in this and another storm that we're recording and it was yeah, but I, I overall it was definitely like it's on my list of the horror films to play. You know when you're just there in the background. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very atmospheric that way. It's you know it's a great rainy day movie. Um, I 
I really liked it. I, when it first came out, I saw it in a theater with some friends. And, you know, it is a, it is kind of unfortunate. I, I feel the, um, the marketing campaign for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of set it up in a way to not do as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they've told, oh, it's a scary film. It's like, it's not really meant to be that kind of film. It's very cerebral and, you know, like Hereditary, you know, which they also kind of did the same thing. Like, A24's got to, like, get a, I feel, a control over, like, overselling their movies, you know? Yeah. Because if you're just honest about what it is, like, it's atmospheric and it's a horror film in the sense that it's, like, a very dark fairy tale in mm-hmm. a way, um, you know, or it's just, you know, about, you know, like, quote-unquote real-life kind of feeling horror, yeah. you know, with like these like supernatural elements that hereditary has and the witch has, I, I don't know. I think they they just, they have to find a better way to sell it. Cause it's really disappointing when I talk to people like, Oh, that movie's so dumb. And I feel it's not like, I feel it's because they were set up to think it was going to be some like horrifying yeah. jump out of your seat, scary movie when really it's like the exorcist or Rosemary's baby where it's a yeah. very, it's a slow burn. It's a visceral. You, it's a slow burn. You feel the horror comes from something entirely different than, what you think it is like it's not like a witch is out there um it you're not seeing like a witch coming and stalking this yeah family. yeah yeah exactly it's a it's more about like a meditation on you know cabin fever and extreme religiosity and you know again like patriarchy and mm-hmm. you know women's roles yeah so i i think I, what i did appreciate with this film is the fact that from the like very early on you understand that there is like there is a witch like there are yeah there are these witches that do live in the forest nearby uh and so like that it's not like you spent an hour and a half going on through this film and then all of a sudden there's that you know that's the reveal at the end yeah. i mean this film has a really great reveal at the end but it doesn't have the it doesn't have that kind of yeah, you're not guessing that there yeah. aren't witches, which I, I mean, I kind of go back and forth. It's, you know, with this because I almost, I mean, I, people can think that they're witches, mm-hmm. you know, and like you have right off the bat, like the old woman like steals the baby and like it's very graphic, like her like mashing this baby into like a paste yeah. <laughs> you know, that she's using to like, you know, spread as like a broom uh, flying ointment, I guess is what it mm-hmm. is, what it's supposed to be. And I think playing around with the idea that like, that's just, you know, somebody who thinks that, that, you know what I mean? And not like they're, you know, in the end, like it's revealed that there's a real supernatural entity here at work and that the devil, you know, black Phillip, um, you know, the dark, um, you know, Pope kind of idea, the dark, the, the black, look, yes, the dark you look. know, um, is actually at play and is decided to just d- dismantle this one family's extreme piety. Um, I, I, I think it would have been interesting if that hadn't been the case, if it was, mm-hmm. if it was really a film about like just religious fervor and like the effects of an isolated family. Yeah. You know, but because it does choose to go that way. I mean, I like it either way to be, <laughs> to be honest. I'm just saying that I, I think it would have been a very interesting thing is if at the end, like she's just left kind of out of her mind, her whole family's gone and it's all this, you know, uh, paranoia yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and delusions. You know, I think would have been um, kind of an interesting route to take. Yeah, for sure. But you're right, because they do set up pretty early that there are, if nothing else, people in the woods who think they are witches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it does set up, you know, that you can kind of get into the story that way, knowing the family, their paranoia is um, 
valid i mm-hmm. guess is that the word i'm looking for it's validated by the fact that there are <laughs> entities there are in the legit. woods it's like they they do know that there is and that's the that's the other weird thing that's the other that's interesting thing about it is that you know the 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 talk about because of the extreme um the extreme like religiosity of it and then it's completely in one end it's like completely validated because yes there are these like supernatural forces that are at work out to get this family Mm -hmm. so you know that validates it but at the other end of the spectrum it's like it didn't invalidate the entire like it didn't validate the choice to like leave this community. Like it's, it's because of, even though the threat of evil and the devil does truly exist in this world, they could go back to the safety of the village if they just like renounced everything. But it's that pride. It's the sin of like, it's their sin of pride that keeps them exactly where they are, even in all of this danger. So it's almost as if it's self-inflicted at that point. Right. I mean, I mean, that's kind of how I saw it, too, is just Mm -hmm. like there's this self-inflicted element. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, no, I I think that's a good that's an interesting read, because like right off the bat, you know, they are, you know, banished from this town because they're having like a, Mm -hmm. you know, an an argument over religion. And I feel it's because the father, like he's just really there, (laughs) you know, and doesn't feel like, you know, everybody's as maybe serious as, you know, he is. Uh, so them getting kicked out for being, I think, a little too fervent, like mm-hmm. just give like leaves them open, yeah, to to the hostile uh, forces at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think visually the movie is really cool too. It reminds me a lot of like surrealist paintings, uh, like uh, was it Magritte? 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 Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it does. Yeah, especially with the raven scene, pecking, you know, like that mm-hmm. just reminds me a lot of like, yeah, the sort of the image of um, Catherine like laughing as this raven is just like <gasps> yeah. nibbling at her. Uh, like it's very that is very much Magritte. It's a little like it's a little Frida Kahlo, mm-hmm. you know, just like a woman doing that. Plus that actress, um, uh, that actress who plays Catherine, she's also uh, she also plays uh, Liza Aaron in. Um, uh, Game of Thrones. Kate Dickey. Kate Dickey, yeah. Uh, she plays Liza Aaron in Game of Thrones. And in Game of Thrones, like, when you see her character for the first time, there's also, like, a kind of disturbing lactation scene as well. <laughs> so oh, wow. I don't know if they just, like, if she's the lactation actress. Right. Uh, yes, I will breastfeed a, cr- uh, a raven or a crow, whatever it is. Exactly. Whatever, whatever <laughs> you know. Oh, he's hungry. Uh I thought that the dialect that they did was very was very good. Like, it, oh yeah, I love that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, the poetry, the of poetry it. of mm-hmm. it, and like the it was it was beautiful to listen to and mm-hmm. to especially when they were just at the most um, their most manic <laughs> was just like how how it just the these and the thous just rolled off the tongue and you know me and this and that and um, yeah it was uh, it was very nice to listen to. Yeah, I that that drew me in um, very quickly because I, was, I I like that they they wanted to stay true to their setting. Yeah, you know they wanted to have a language that was very um, historically accurate. A lot of the clothing was made, you know, to be historically accurate and from like what would have been available. I think there's like cotton and hemp, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So they really wanted to to create a very real world. And it feels that way when you watch it, like it's very 
it draws you into like you know I, I really felt like gosh this is so like you're watching a documentary almost you yeah know? yeah because uh, they do such I think a great job of of creating this world and operating uh, within it um what else were you, what were you gonna say uh the <laughs> the stuff with Caleb was really interesting because like when he when they get separated in the woods and then he ends up like being seduced by this witch um, oh yeah and then left kind of and then left kind of there and then he like shows up and stark naked raving mad like that was really disturbing um and then you know they're like praying over him doing the exorcist and then those two little twins oh, oh i know they're so creepy i mean we've talked about <laughs> we've talked a couple times on this show about like creepy children yeah Oh man, those two were like the creepiest. That was what really got me out of my skin a little bit too. Yeah, was just like the two of them, and you know, talking to Black Philip and yeah, and you know, and it's also it's so creepy too on like another like historical level because children, they're so imaginative mm-hmm. and they had held a lot of power, you know, to, you know, if they accuse somebody like they do Thomason, you know, and then she in turn, like, well, they're the ones talking to the goat, you know? Mm -hmm. So like maybe they're the witches, you know, but that it's, it's terrifying that like, you know, at this time frame and you know, um, what year are we looking at? I forget 1630s. It Mm -hmm. says 1630s, New England, you know, being accused of this, you didn't need a lot of evidence. And if a child is saying it, you know, and they can come up with all kinds of things in their head, you know? So it's the, they're they're frightening on a lot of levels as like a threat to Thomason as a threat to you know the family with like their you know imagination um and they're also yeah children are a great gateway for demons yeah um, well you know, you know you, as it, we know in most movies yeah, <laughs> it, it plays on the idea of like the innocence of children so yeah. this is why i don't have any around here because i just can't chance them you know letting, letting the Satan devil in, in. Yeah. yeah or worse the other one Yes. The, the opposite. The opposite. The false, <laughs> the the false, false god. god. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, they really play off the idea of, like, you know, the, the, um, the innocence of children. So it's like, oh, from mm-hmm. the mouth of babes, right? So obviously if they're saying something's going on, they're doing it. And heavy crucible vibes during the exorcism seed where they're, like, <laughs> where they're accusing Thomason. And they're like, she's making it happen. She's making it happen. Um, which... The whole time, and the the interesting thing about it is that they're once they accuse her, it gets into this point of is it's unreliable if you're who what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. oh, is she is she actually doing it or is she not? Or we don't like I still even now after thinking about it a little bit, I'm not entirely sure what what she was and was not in control of. Mm. What was she actively pursuing? Was she actively pursuing or was her power manifesting in a certain way or was it um, manifesting in a certain way? So that way, um, because she, and she didn't know it at the time or where was everything done? And I think this is kind of where I'm leaning towards, especially after the reveal where she has the conversation with black Philip at the end Mm -hmm. is that was everything done to get her to join the coven? 
Yeah, I think that's kind of what I lean towards because she's already somebody who's not wanting to conform necessarily to the role. You know, mm-hmm. she's a little, she's defiant. You know, she wanted to go out in the woods and you know do things. You know, and and be I think more independent. You know, I think it's very terrifying to her when they're like, you know, we just need to basically sell her into slavery. Yeah, like you know, let her go work for somebody else. Yeah, um, that's, she's a woman now. So yeah, um, you know, so I think the threat of that is is definitely you know can be used as you know by like black philip or the witches you know they see in her an opportunity you know uh, somebody who could probably be easily severed from those connections you know and Mm -hmm. be tempted by the freedom being offered you know again the power in servitude you know to the coven uh i I think is you know a good a good reading of like exactly what was her role you know, but I mean, she goes in and ju- and does talk to him, you know, or asks, you know, like, all right, <laughs> let's chat. You know, make your make your offer, right? Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I don't feel like she would have wanted to like kill her mother. You know, I mm-hmm. think it just like this. They all go crazy. You know, they're they're just they're so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, like that cabin fever kind of thing. I, I think it's very, you know, kind of sad. And I think this is true. This is, this is why this film I think echoes so well in our modern culture and why a movie that's set in the 1630s is so relevant to now is that this is a family who is not, they're not brought peace by their faith. Yeah. You know, it's Mm -hmm. about punishment. It's about suffering. It's about piety. You know, it's about, you know, what we lose every day to have the love of God, you know, or to have the grace of God, you know, mm-hmm. it's about that. And I think that's true for a lot of people today, you know, that, you know, you people get so wrapped up in this like punishment space that, and they just throw it on everybody around them. You know, they hurt their children. You know, we read, you know, I mean, it's becoming a, a weekly thing of somebody killing their gay child, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, against God, you know, they yeah. use the, that excuse or people are out on the streets spewing hatred and anger for the love of God, <laughs> you know? So I, I think that that's, that's what's really sad about the father and, you know, he, I do think he wants what's best for his family and he believes he's doing what's best for, you know, mm-hmm. his family. And we're going to build a new life away from all of these sinners because we are really God's chosen people here. Mm-hmm. But it's such a weapon, you know, and it's such a, a violent thing to, to get from something that's supposed to bring you peace and supposed yeah. to bring you grace and mercy, you know, and, and to know that the world it's hard to live in in the 1630s and it's hard to live in now you know it's it you know so if you have a faith it should bring you some kind of peace you know mm-hmm. and something that you can pass on to others in a happy way and not weaponize it against them so i uh, that's kind of what i really take away from the movie as a whole on that part like i feel that the religious theme is very strong and on the other side like we've talked about in the other movies witchcraft and you know, the accusations of it were such like a a powerful hammer to control women and to make sure that women didn't step out of line, Mm -hmm. you know, and by trying to be independent, then easily be like, you're a witch. So it, you know, was a way to ironically disempower (laughs) women. Well, it's also ironic in the sense of like, you know, we, we are, we admit that you have more power, but now it, 
that you have more you are more powerful than us mm-hmm. but that it's the reason why we're going to kill you yeah exactly yeah like, you know you're admitting that there is a power greater than or that is a power that is greater than uh your faith that you believe in and espouse um i want to go back to something you said about oh, the yeah. um you know how it it brings them no peace and you know there the scene where Catherine is talking about how like you know she just you know, when she just want nothing more than to be with the Lord and how she's just like talking about, you know, she, you know, to, to, to walk with the Lord and like her, just that kind of deep abiding love for God and how like it, it doesn't matter anymore. Like her entire faith has been shaken, you know, with the loss of her, the loss of her, her um, the baby loss mm-hmm. with Sam yeah, and then Caleb yeah. and, yeah, so I mean th- that is interesting in and of itself too because it's like, you know, she had this like great spiritual fervor, almost like uh, almost very like l- sexual love for, mm-hmm. you know, like and, you know, we can talk about that for forever, but deep <laughs> sexual love for it and then, you know, the moment these all of these things it, it it's like she she starts to question whether or not she should even suffer. Like I shouldn't have to suffer for um, for this love, but like, I feel guilty because I feel like I'm supposed to. Mm. And, and, and yeah, it's like, there, it just brings them no peace. And, and it's, it's very ironic, the pride that keeps him from like, from, uh, that keeps the father, uh, from going, I think William, right. Um, is his name. If not, I mean, um, that's, <laughs> that keeps the father from such going like, a, to, you know, uh, yes, William, yes, uh, it, Ralph Ineson. That keeps him from going to like get help in the get help with it and um and then you know he he stole uh, um you know i stole thy father's cup oh that was just like when he said that and she looked at him and was like you're fucking dead to me you stole my daddy's cup um yeah, yeah. It's really, it, it, but allowed that to, so long to be blamed on on Thomason. Thomason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting because you know in in witchcraft, you know, usually the cup is one of the it's one of the artifacts of, yeah. that a witch is going to have. You're going to have a chalice. You know, you're going to have a cup. You're going to have you know the um, I keep saying it wrong. How do you say it? the knife? Uh, athame. Athame. Yeah. Um, the, I think the the four those four correspondences are what they're an athame, a cup. A wand and and, and the pentacle or, or the pentacle pentagram. Yeah. Um, each each. So it's just an interesting yeah. thing that they you know there's this struggle over the cup, which you know, I, I, and I don't know if they're meant to give it that kind of mm-hmm. you know, but it is it that would be like oh she's taken my cup for her exactly. dark work. And then the other the the thing too is that like the the cup uh, the idea of the cup also plays a lot in in like religious um, in religious iconography and symbolic because you're talking about like when Christ was in Gethsemane asking mm. for the cup for you know his right. father's cup to be taken away is and ends up being there um, one thing I'm, I wanted to bring up is you know since we're talking about the different kind of witch symbology right so uh, cups uh, you know that's like uh, cauldrons bowls chalices um, also it like it's uh in tarot, the cup is like rules over uh, matters of the heart, mm. um, and it's also that's like its suit in um, in uh, in like regular playing cards, but um, so like rules over matters of the heart and talks about those particular types of things. Uh, so 
and I forget which element it is because each of the correspondences also match to a particular element. It's water, right? Um, I think yes, I think it is water. Yeah, yeah it cup makes, is water. Makes makes yeah. those. It's makes, meant to hold. Yeah. It meant to hold things. Um, but yeah. So then you have um, you have oh hold on we have a. We, oh, I'm just letting you. We're talk pulling about it from the shelf. <laughs> Look up our witchcraft book, but I, yeah, I'm pretty sure the cup is um, mm-hmm. related. But you could keep chatting. While no, no, that's here. what I'm saying. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been doing a daily pull of tarot lately, um, just as a way to kind of like uh, focus and center my mind before the beginning of the day. Uh, and what's fascinating is that I also read this thing recently where it's like, you know, where it's, it's not about like, Oh, I'm trying to tell the, see the future or, or mm-hmm. read or read things, but it is like about focusing energy and intention. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel it's a kind of an interesting, um, way to, I, it's not, yeah. it, uh, to, you know, it's like a meditation, you know, yeah, and a way much. to kind of examine, you know, in a, sometimes things it's like it's subconscious you know because you're reading into it you know what yeah you you know what i mean there's there there is this um uh, like subconscious yeah yeah. intuition you know over like well what could this mean for me you know and so i think i i think it's a way to yeah i think today i pulled the nine of cups upright which is you know about like happiness and fulfillment and you know, your cup being full and yeah, is, so that was nice. Sorry, I was looking, I don't know where my cards went. Your cards are here. Oh, okay. oh the Gothic ones. Right. Cause you had them out the other night. Yes. I, that's what I used to read. Uh, the tarot. I, uh, I was going to go back. I think it's kind of interesting that you brought up like the sexual nature of, of some of like, you know, what's happening, uh, which, you know, that's like e- ecstasy, you know, like the ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm processor you know like uh saint Teresa of avila yeah yeah um you know where she uh her heart was pierced with the holy spirit and filled her with ecstasy i mean like yeah very deep but there's a very there's yeah. a sexual like component to that i think of like that sort of um you know orgasmic you know empty you know how your brain like your mind everything you become consumed by that yeah you know that uh that event <laughs> yeah so i think that's kind of an interesting uh a tie there mm-hmm. you know in, in discussing the 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 sexuality of um of catherine's mm-hmm. religious uh, yeah. experience yeah <laughs> Um, I mean, and, you know, they had like they had a bunch of kids too. So right, well, yeah. I mean, she was trying to feel. She was trying to feel something, right? <laughs> yeah, how many? They have five, I guess, and then yeah, the baby, yeah, the and baby, they're all pretty. You know, well, cute, they had yeah. twins too. Like that yeah. must have been. I, I mean, I feel like we can we can talk about like the duality and the twins and everything, but yeah, well, absolutely. Well, and that's like, what we were talking about earlier with like, you know, they're being like innocent and guilty at the same time, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. able to play that. And in children of all, like, you know, we haven't kind of, we should do that. We should do some of those movies like the Omen and, mm-hmm. you know, and children the, of the corn, Yeah, children of the corn, you know, where you're playing with that idea of like children being innocent, you know, and, but not mm-hmm. <laughs> harboring something else uh, like the orphan, which isn't, I mean, she's not mm-hmm. actually a child, but you know, it's a, one of the, uh, another movie like that, you mm-hmm. know, the duality. I like that, you like know, a, a little duality. but I, I don't know what that, what significance that might've had, you know, um, we could look that up. I, I, I am curious in the 1600s having twins. Yeah. You know, what, what could that have been significant of, you mm-hmm. know, obviously they're living. So <laughs> they, you know, they didn't think, you know, 
yeah. so negatively that they would have to harm one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Black Phillip. Black Phillip, man. Is my homeboy. I know. <laughs> uh, Black Phillip is my homeboy. Um, I loved how they shot that. Mm-hmm. They just don't show him. They don't. Sh- they sh- they show it from Black Phillip's perspective, sort of, until like the moment you can kind of see like this male manifestation yeah. come around and like sign the book and everything. And you know, I, people just love witches. Just it's love interesting signing. that she couldn't write. Like you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, like I thought that was kind of a an interesting part. Like he had to like guide her even in signing. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Which no, just have what she like. Uh, they just love writing in books, man. They do. They do. You know, it's a thing. You know, gotta write. Well, and again, it's the it's the uh, perversion of like the mm-hmm. you know the being saved. You know, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. Now been written in the book of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us are in the book of the Lamb, and some of us are in the book of the goat, or in the other one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, it's you know yeah, just perverting that sort of again, like you know, uh, Christian imagery, you mm-hmm. know, Catholic imagery. Well, I don't even know if that's Catholic. I don't know really where the book of the Lamb. When I was growing up, like the Baptist talked about that, like you're in this book now, you're in the book of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Like, oh Lord, and we're all covered in His blood and stuff. I, you know, I'm sure you love that. <laughs> Like, I'm covered in blood. I thought it was terrible. Like I thought all of that was kind of horrifying. Like in a way, like growing up, you know, just mm-hmm. constantly thinking about, like, you know, yeah, Jesus is like a lamb that's being slaughtered. It was very confusing. Um, that wasn't him. That's her outside now yes. yelling. <laughs> <laughs> that meow. So. Uh, she need to go back to bed. Um, anyways. Over. Well, I'm glad. It seems like you did enjoy it overall. I did enjoy it. I I was. There, I, I was like, I had to put the subtitles on for a little bit of it mm-hmm. because I'm just like, this movie is like, it's quiet. It's very yeah. quiet, and they're just having these really intense conversations in that dialect, and it's very quiet, and it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful to listen to, but you can miss things. So, oh yeah, I turn the yeah. on for everything. I, yeah. you know, I can't hear anything ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can't hear nothing. Yeah, my hearing is. Yeah, I'm worried about the future. Yeah, um, you should get that check. A lot of r- rock and roll shows. It's not that bad, mm-hmm. you know, but it's pretty. I, I do like to have things a little louder than necessary. So, or dear I, Santa, please bring earplugs. Right. Yeah. Um. Or a new cochlear. New, a cochlear implant. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It. You know. It was definitely. It's definitely. Um, was one of my favorite movies that was released that year. I really liked seeing it the second it came out. I got it on Blu-ray. Um, I actually have two copies, I think, because Jeffrey bought me one for the holidays. <laughs> um, 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't realize we had it. I'm like, Jeffrey, I bought this the second it was available. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Um, amateur hour. Get yeah. Um, but he tried, which is nice. It's nice when people buy things for you because they think you'll like them. Yeah. And not because maybe you already have one or two. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. So, which is man? Oh, I mean, we didn't even really discuss the end. Like, what did you, what did you think when she came into the clearing and like all those women were like worshiping by far? I did love they were, like the, flying. I love the idea that like they were they were witches like hair down. Yeah. Stark. Wild. Nude. Yeah, Wild yeah. and stark nude. Mm-hmm. Like that I really enjoyed because yeah. it's Just like embracing the yeah, power. Embracing the power and there is no need there's no need for shame. Like clothing mm-hmm. is an item is is about shame and um and then when she goes and she meets them and then she's like levitating and flying with them and 
yeah, that was really interesting too. Like that was all very beautiful. And like the joy on her face too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And something, you know, it's like, this is where I belong. Exactly. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, I've, if you can't beat them, join them type yeah. thing. And it yeah. just, it, I love those kinds of narratives uh, in storytelling too, where it's like, well, I couldn't beat them. So now I'm, I'm one of them. And all along it, it, yeah, all along it, I wanted to be one of them. So yeah, that was yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I, and I agree with like your assessment of it being like hereditary. They are very similar in in like style yeah the way it's shot even the kind of the mm. shots I, i've i'm curious if the internet has like a side-by-side thing that they have of it but like you know the way it's lit with the um it's lit from below and the fire mm. and you know what's well, all natural yeah so yeah they they he wanted to use all uh all natural lighting um what was it uh yeah eggers he shot only with natural light and indoors the only lighting was candles so mm-hmm. yeah, they wanted to keep it very like authentic. Yeah, um, which must look great in Blu-ray. Um, oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely it's very beautifully uh, rendered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I if I watch it on Netflix, I don't know what it looks like on Netflix. I'm sure it looks fine. <laughs> so Joshua, I have a question for you. Yeah, um, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? <laughs> I do. I already do. <laughs> I, like, just, I already do. Joe. I revel in it. You know, live deliciously. Mm-hmm. Um, I one of these days I'm gonna get that my Black Phillip tattoo. Um, yes. Getting. I keep getting. Uh, I have no freaking time. Um, and then I had, to have this teeth surgery, so mm-hmm. that's taking you know a few hundred dollars away from the uh, from mm-hmm. the old tattoo. From the tattoo fund. From the tattoo fund. But yeah, I'm gonna get on the inside of my arm here. I want to get a little Black Phillip head that says to live deliciously. Yeah, because I do. I wholeheartedly like. I love that so much. Like mm-hmm. I, that's definitely when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's yeah, like my motto right there: live deliciously. Yeah, <laughs> like, like revel in joy, find your joy. Um, if you know you have to kill your whole family for it, I, that's a choice. Mm-hmm. That's on you. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely recommend trying to you know blame the devil for that. Yes, as we've seen in other movies. Yeah, uh, to 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 limited success. There's uh. a there's a there's a Twitter <laughs> meme out there where it shows it's a side by side of Thomason, and then like there's the it's Thomason at the end and the um, on one side and it has the subtitles of what's that like to live deliciously and on the other side it's uh, a screen capture of Britney Spears from the uh work bitch uh, one. Oh, and it's uh it says uh do you want to live fancy because it's like <laughs> it's like well there so, you go you know well maybe... which which do you want to do little, yeah uh, well little... i mean like britney spears is basically black philip right so right you know? to- absolutely yeah she's the devil. Yes. What title that? of ep what's her name britney spears is black philip right as but starring starring britney spears is as black philip yes uh anya Josephine Taylor Joy. Wow, that's uh, uh, yes. Which I name. think she's also in Split. I yeah. think that's she's the girl from Split. Yeah, she is um, one of the 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 final girl mm-hmm. in Split. Yeah, she's um, she's really good in this. I like I, I like. Oh, she's gonna be in the Glass movie too. Yeah, she's there. She the Beast is coming oh, after her, and they're gonna do a remake of Nosferatu with her. Interesting. We'll see. I mean. It's just called Dracula, you know. I mean, how many Dracula movies do we need? Uh, 
not guess I mean, another one. Yeah, another I, one. Hey, I'm I'm here for it. I don't know what I'm talking. I about. was gonna say, I'm like, aren't you here for it? <laughs> uh, sign me up. Alrighty. Well, uh, this was a fun, uh, interesting episode. Trying to uh, recover from the storm. Uh, <laughs> I know when the sun is shining right now. I know it's very nice out today. Yeah, it's a little it's a little too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, par- the the library, the studio is being redone, so the, there yeah. are no curtains in here. The sun is just uh, yeah. like assaulting us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting those replaced. I hope it happens before uh, scary Christmas mm-hmm. because it's gonna suck out in the living room. Mm-hmm. You know, the glare on the TV. Well, you know, I hope Boo-hoo, that uh, poor us. Oh my god! I know. Well, I hope Krampus brings something special for you. Yeah, uh, lots of coal to rub over the windows. Um, <laughs> so I think that's what we're gonna do next. We're gonna do some yeah. some holiday horror for the rest of you December. We're done with witches. Yeah, that was our last witch episode. So you know, um, recover your power, ladies, gentlemen, mm-hmm. gentle ladies. Yes gentle uh ladles and gentle spoons there is a there is a lot of really cool new holiday horror coming there is yeah so i think it'd be fun instead of just doing you know we we've done in the past like a scary christmas episode we'll just do Mm -hmm. a couple uh do a couple little holiday horror yeah we'll go a little deeper yeah yeah explore who wouldn't like to go a little deeper around the holidays right the holidays so all right dear listener friend out there in the ether we uh, hope you enjoyed another class. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Schooled. Uh-huh. Go see The Witch and if you haven't already. And uh, Joe, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get your stocking ready. We're going to fill it with so much horror. So many so many parts of, 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 of gore and, yes. you know, Christmas caroler pieces. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to, uh, to have it filled. All right. Well, you have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 